from June, July, August, you know, largely to do with uh, public sector wage negotiations. You have uh, sometimes, especially when uh, there's ongoing wage disputes and they fail to reach agreement, it can go into later even into the year, you know. It's not unusual. Uh, and especially uh, public sector strikes have become more tumultuous and, you know, people are more angry because of uh, what impact COVID had. You've you got to get the context right. Why, why? And you can even see at the recent COSATU Congress how angry they even refused the chairman of the ANC to address them. Yes. So workers, workers and the working class, especially organized workers, are, are flexing their muscles. The cost of living has never been so high. Their standards of living have declined because when wage increases do not keep pace with inflation at least, you steadily grow poorer. Uh, this is and the inequalities rise, etc. And uh, no, you see, the, 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 what is also very interesting about Transnet is that uh, the minister is trying to get this thing right, you know, and he's, he's put his foot down against corruption, a whole lot of things. You can see they're busy trying to rebuild the railways, and the rebuilding of the railways is critical to the uh, infrastructural mess that we're sitting with. But uh, I, I think workers have now sensed that, you know, now is the time to strike now because uh, largely because of the impact of the cost of living increases. Everybody, even the middle class, and especially black middle class is struggling like hell, you know. The white middle class is a bit more resourceful, with history behind it and so on. But, um, yeah, no, uh, we, we're really in a serious situation, which is precisely why Kosatu members took a stand, you know, to refusing Mantash to address them. Mm-hmm. That just told you also what the mood is, a very militant mood, especially yes. of workers connected to Kosatu, because Kosatu is supposed to be the labor ally of, of the ANC in this ruling alliance, you know. Well, my, so grand- all- yes. my grandmother used to say you have to strike while the iron is hot, but are workers being fair in their demands, given the fact that they are simply demanding increases just above inflation increase? Well, it, it depends, you know, I mean, how inflation is measured and does it takes all things into account or does not. But, um, you know, uh, I mean, if you look at it, uh, look with the public sector. So I don't know what you're wearing exactly because the public sector, the, uh, the government, uh, 2% offers and they increase it to 3%. And then when, <laughs> when the, the public sector unions never agreed, they withdrew it. So they're back to 2%. And what is the inflation rate now? I think it's just 7.2 there around, you know. Mm. So there's a massive gulf. Um, you're speaking almost as if it's very close to each other, like, you know, 5.5 and 6 or something like that. Mm. It's a big gulf. And even with the, uh, the transmit workers, so it's a substantial gulf, you know, uh, which has to be bridged through negotiations, but it's still far apart. Mm. You can only talk of a negotiation when you're closer together. They're still far apart. But you're making it seem by a question almost as if workers are, uh, I mean, I think not realizing the full extent and impact of the cost of living and so many pressures they're facing. This is precisely why wage strikes are becoming more militant. You know, it's the economic climate within which, uh, you know, this is occurring that you need to take into account. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't think workers are being unfair at all. But I think the the government in particular, and now Transnet, the, the management, they're being unfair. I mean, especially look at where they're standing. I mean, even through the 3% offer, you know, it's like putting a gun to your head if you don't agree. And then they would, this is not the negotiations. I mean, old trade unions, that is, that is, you know, looking for trouble mm. kind of thing.
think rather than avoiding, uh, you know, and, and negotiating good faith. So, you know? so, so this gulf that you're referring to, does this perhaps highlight the gap in salaries in terms of what company executives earn versus what they pay ordinary workers? No, that, that's precisely the other angle of the argument of the unions, and they write, and you can do your research. The gulf between, if you look at the president and the government officials and director generals and ministers, go and look at what they earn, right? And then look at what the workers in their respective departments you know, of the public sector, like teachers, you know, uh, uh, railway workers, etc. It's there's a huge, huge gap. It's it's similar, in fact, to the the gap in the in the corporate world between the top white uh, uh, top elite as well, not completely white now, but unracial, and the workers at the bottom. That is what it is with SOEs also, and in the public sector. So they're paying pub, uh, private sector salaries to public sector leaders. But you look at the wages of, of public sector workers, I mean, it, it, it's uh, uh, similar to what, uh, well, you know, uh, perhaps uh, the private sector is a bit better. But what I'm trying to say is that it's false, this notion that, you know, uh, because it's public sector workers, they should be prepared to it. No, go and look at what the, 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 the government officials, the top people in every government yes. department, what they're earning and their perks compared to the, the ordinary teachers, uh, you know, nurses, etc., in the public sector, and you'll see there's a huge, you know, uh, you know, damning, in fact, uh, gulf that separates them. Yes, you know. Yes. Now, government would argue that the economy is struggling, and employers insist that they cannot afford to pay the demands. So, how are these impasses likely to be resolved, Doctor? And could they have been averted in the first place? No, you know, I blame government, and you can see last year already when they reneged on the the last leg of the 2018 three-year wage agreement. You know, that's where the whole thing started. And the, the workers have never forgiven them. You heard what they had to say at the Kosatu Annual Congress uh, now a few weeks ago. Mm. They, they remembered it. They didn't forget it, and it's painful. And now I'll be on the verge again of another public sector strike. No, you need to put that question to the, the, the government chief negotiators. You know, is it not unfair that they want their employees, the workers, the other workers in the public sector to bear the brunt of the economic crisis? But ask themselves, when, the, I mean, they, their salaries, and look, for example, in the public sector, gave themselves, I think it's a 3% increase, but through 2% to the workers, and when they felt, no, because they never enjoyed, remember, they never enjoyed an increase over the past few years because of COVID and the entry, uh, government reneging on the last leg, so you've got to take that in. That is why they started off, I think it was an 8 or 10% increase in the light of what had happened over the past few years. You see, I think uh, what the media doesn't do is to take into account the contextual factors that informs the wage demands and the militancy behind it, you see.